In the midst of the world that is dealing with the Me Too movement, in the midst of a church that is again reeling from further revelation of sexual abuse in its history, we are provided today one of, if not the most controversial and difficult texts of the New Testament in that letter from St. Paul to the Ephesians. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands as to the Lord. This is a difficult text. It's frankly jarring to our modern ears. But it also challenges us to think not as we think, but as the Lord thinks. And the Lord desires us to think and to act. If we turn to the very end of that reading, we hear from St. Paul of this beautiful mystery, he calls it, this great mystery, of Christ's relationship to his church. And it teaches us something about subordination that runs contrary to everything we think and understand it to be. You see, we think of subordination as subjugation, domination, as someone forcing another to be under his or her power. To be subordinate is to be under someone else's externally controlled, domineering, dominating, oppressive control. And yet, what does Christ do for the church? Christ who is God, Christ who is omnipotent, omniscient, all of these things, all-powerful. What does Christ do to the church? Does he subordinate it under his powerful hand? Does he tell us you are going to repent and die? Does he force us into it by the sword? No. He dies for the church. He puts himself in service of the other. He freely chooses to love, to serve, to make himself useful for the salvation of the beloved, of the other. And this is what St. Paul is challenging each of us, and in particular he uses the image of husband and wife. It's not to dominate. It's not to oppress. It's not to make the other toe the line but it's to choose to serve. As St. Thomas Aquinas reminds us, to love is to will the good of the other. And so to subordinate ourselves is simply that. It is to love. It's to will the good of the other. To choose, for my part, to serve. To lay down my life. To be useful for the salvation of another. To simply be Christ for that person. In the Gospel, at the end of this sixth chapter of John, this bread of life discourse, the Jews are grumbling among themselves, this saying is hard. Actually, excuse me, it's the disciples, not the Jews. It's the disciples. This saying is hard. Who can accept it? And frankly, the reality of being in the church, of being a disciple of Christ, is exceptionally hard. Who can accept this? Who can accept the fact that my power, my greatness, my salvation comes not from what I'm able to do of my own, but from what I lay down? That I find my greatest strength, I find my greatest holiness in laying down my life in service to others. Who can accept this? So we are faced, just like the disciples in the Gospel, just like the Jews in the first reading in the desert, we are faced not just today because of what's going on in the church, but 
every day with this question from our Lord. Do you also want to leave? Looking at ourselves, looking at the world, looking at the church, recognizing this important and difficult question about whether I can and want to and do find my greatest self in laying down my life for others. You know, Jesus says in the Gospel of John elsewhere, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. It's frankly easier to leave. It's frankly easier to move along. It's frankly easier to not preach on the 21st verse of the 5th chapter of Ephesians. But the Lord calls us to something deeper. And Peter speaks for all of us. We wouldn't be here if we didn't at least in some way believe what Peter says in the Gospel today. Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. To whom shall we go? When we know the Lord, when we have experienced His mercy, His goodness, His beauty, His truth, we recognize that there is only one place we can go. And as difficult as it is, as frustrating as it is, we know where to find Him. We know what He asks. We also recognize that we're not perfect. We also recognize that I'm probably not the best for this, but God calls us anyway. But He challenges us in that call. That first line, be subordinate to each other out of reverence to Christ. In this decision, every day, in this challenge, every day, the question is always, what can I do? What can little me do to restore the church, to renew the church, to build up the kingdom of God, be subordinate to others out of reverence for Christ. Will the good of the other. Serve. Serve the vulnerable, the marginalized, the poor. Pray. Go to the Lord in prayer. Go to the Lord in the Eucharist. Go to the Lord in the sacraments. Call that friend you haven't talked with in a while. Forgive that person in your life who hurt you. Amend relationships. Be the stronger and bigger person. In the grand scheme of things, it's the little acts, the little sacrifices, the little acts of love that change the world. St. Mother Teresa, when she was asked, you know, Mother Teresa, you've got all these houses throughout the world. You have not been successful in ending world hunger. She said, the Lord doesn't ask us for success. He asks us for faithfulness. To subordinate myself out of reverence for Christ for another. It's not easy. It's frankly not even fun at times but it brings us peace and joy. It helps us to believe 
it helps us to say with Peter, we have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus died for you and rose from the dead for you and opened the kingdom of heaven for you. It all started with a simple laying down, as difficult as it was. It all starts in the same way for us.